You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from the Belmont studio here in Lexington, Kentucky. Amber is in the studio with me. Amber, what's going on? Ah, uh, you know, sitting in our new studio. Yeah, you. It's a rearranged studio. A rearranged studio. That's what we, we can uh, call it. We done some some rearranging. Yeah, in we got room. a TV in here. We do. We actually. I so I made sure that I set me and Banks up with uh, not one but two VCRs uh, <laughs> because anybody who knows us knows we're old and we love VHS and we love and I have the box of VHS. Yeah, there's a home movie that I want to bring over of me. I want you to watch. It's me. It's you one of VHS. You've transferred your home movies to DVDs. I've done two of them. It's expensive to do that. There is a place here. I'll give you that info. It's not too bad. Is it cheap? Fairly, yeah. Really? I mean, can you really put a price on memories, though? No, you really can't. Like, no, listen, my house burned down when I was in the seventh grade. It did, and I lost uh, everything. But there's one thing that I'll never be able to get back, and those are those are the home videos. Now it's easy. You can. Uh, most videos are digital. Yep. Most pictures are digital. You, you won't even lose those now. But back in the day, everything everything was, was hard copy, and you lost it. I lost that. But Ember, we came out to Scream Four, the music of Scream Four, and it's interesting. I wanted to come up to something that was a horror movie because there's a. All these remakes going on around All the world. All these remakes going on. All these horror movies are starting to reboot. I think that's the fad. I think that's what's... I think they're just trying to recapture the the excitement and the momentum that came with all of these horror movies like in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I think we're trying to recapture that. Yeah, they're trying to uh, please the old generation, us, and then they're trying to also please the new generation. Well, they're trying to please us and then capture... A new generation, you know, capturing, you know, the next set of, you know, horror movie fans. Child's Play is the next Child's reboot. Play. I'm excited. I don't feel like Child's Play gets enough love. I think it's underrated. I absolutely love Child's Play. I have loved Child's Play um, for as long as I can remember. I actually had a good guy doll um, that I used to love to scare my cousin with. So you had a Chucky? I had three good guy dolls, actually. <laughs> like, Did it say, hi, I'm Tommy? I don't remember exactly what it said. Yeah. Um, I just remember scaring the shit out yeah. of my little cousin with these. But Child's Play, if you have only watched one or you've only watched Bride of Chucky, you have not done yourself a justice. Please go to Walmart. They've got the... It's like nine ninety nine. It's a DVD set. Um, and you can watch... One, two, one, and, two three. and three. And four, which is Bride of Chucky. Uh, but I recommend part two. Was there one after Bride of Chucky? There was, actually. The Seed uh, of Chucky. The Seed of Chucky. And I just... Um, in my... In, in my... Good testament to being a horror movie fan, I could not watch that piece of shit. <laughs> it... So hopefully this new Child's Play that they're doing the original over, maybe they're going to start a new franchise. You know, I was uh, being myself again, mm -hmm. avid horror movie fan. I dissected the photo they released last night. Um, and, you know, his name is not going to be Tommy as it was in the movie. Oh, I don't like that already. Um, his name is going to be Buddy. Okay. Uh, I think it's B-U-D-D-I. And the I, you know, instead of having, you know, the dot above the I... Um, it actually has the symbol of Wi-Fi. So, you, 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 there's your first clue. Oh, no. And then on the side, it's got, you know, a couple of different, like, 
analog almost looking pictures of like you know a cell phone a computer a couple of you know a lot of technology newer, a lot of technology so very I think modern they're going to take this in a completely different route yeah because you know in the first one you think you know brad um brad defay's character um the, the lakeshore strangler the voice of chucky the voice of chucky um, he actually, you know, you wondered how did he transfer himself into that, you know, into a doll. So I'm wondering if they're going to take that transference and step it up a notch. Probably something digital. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to be a transference. I like digital. that. I, I think it's, they need to make, if they're going to redo this, they need to make it a little different. Actually, I'm, I'm with the buddy idea. I'm glad it, the name is Buddy. Buddy. I, I can get behind it because that sounds realistic. I like how they're making it modern. It's realistic now because... It's more likely to happen. Chucky is very unrealistic, but now... Well, when, I mean, you, I guess it's, you know, according to what your cultural background is. If you get into some of these, you know, Creole backgrounds, that was totally not out of the picture for them. Because that's what they're raised on. They're raised on magic, you know. You start getting into, you know, these southern, you know, Louisiana people. They probably thought that was realistic. Well, if it was realistic, any... It would be more realistic today to happen. Somebody getting transferred into a doll. You know what I'm saying? Via I mean, the Wi-Fi. Do, do you think it could happen? You know, I feel like me and my husband actually had this conversation the night about zombies. Uh, because I feel like I, on a, on a Monday, I would say, no, this will never happen. But I feel like as the week goes on, I always kind of hope that I would turn into a zombie or a doll. <laughs> so, it's according to what time of the week you ask me. Well, reboots are big, Amber, but so are sequels. And one sequel that I'm excited about coming out, they released the trailer to Toy Story 4. Yes. And that was my favorite Disney movie of all time. Like, I loved Aladdin. I loved Lion King. I mean, I even liked, uh, hell, The Little Mermaid. Ursula and The Little Mermaid's dad was so awesome. And... Like, but Toy Story, Toy it came Story. out in 1995. And it's I feel the, like we were a little bit older, so we kind of related with that I was a seven. Lot. I was seven years old when Toy Story 1 came out. So, I was a kid, and that was my favorite. And I love 2, I love 3, and I'm so excited for 4. And, you know, here's the kid. I was going to relive that memory, you know. And But, yeah, we should go watch both of them. But Toy Story 4, it's uh, voiced by the brilliant Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. The lineup of toys is amazing. It uh, is. We have a new toy. Who? We have a new toy. Who is it? We have a plastic spork. <laughs> he was the la- He was the last to be shown. He he's a new toy. I like how they make sporks a human being. Now. They like, they they made a toy out of a spork um, that you could tell. You know, someone has glued eyes on it, and someone has glued uh, pop cleaners for hair. So uh, we have a new. A new toy. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I like how they do uh, bring back Toy Story. I, they keep bringing it back. And they have familiar toys like the Mr. Potato Head. And Miss, uh, Mr. Potato Head. And the Piggy Bank. Yeah. The Dinosaur. The Slinky. That was original Toy Story, though, wasn't it? It was. Um, so, I don't think Mrs. Potato Head came in until later. But I, I'm pretty sure we had Woody. We had Buzz. We had Slinky. The Dinosaur. Uh, the the pig. Dinosaur. The Pig. Bo Peep, is she back? I don't remember seeing her. They got her. rid of her in the fourth one. I don't remember seeing her. They got rid of Bo Peep in the fourth one. In the third one? In the third one. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's been a while. i only seen the third one a couple times, but the third one was absolutely amazing. I love, you know, and, and don't you remember, we used to watch them together Toy in Story? elementary school. 
Remember they used to play them? I do not remember that. They did. They used to play them for us. I know I was into it then because I loved Toy Story. Anytime it was on, I watched it. And they keep getting better. One is the one is probably still the best. Then three. Then two. And then uh, we'll see where this one. Lives. We'll see where this one is. I, I I enjoy anything that has Tom Hanks in it to begin with, so I think that uh, I'm going to automatically go into it enjoying Tom Hanks. Yes. Because I, I love too. Tom Hanks. Yes, me too. Uh, well, Amber, also, to change the mood of the podcast, Stan Lee. Did you hear about what happened to Stan Lee? Unfortunately, it was actually kind of a sad day in my house. Uh, my husband is a was a huge fan of Stan Lee. Did he tell you that he died? Um, actually, no. I got to break the news to him. What did he say uh, when you told him? Well, I mean, anybody who knows my husband knows he's not very emotional to begin with. And I actually got a, oh, damn, out of him. So I was like, oh, there's an emotion. But I was like, oh, there's an emotion for the day. Uh, (laughs) I just ate up one of my emotions. Well, Stan Lee, he uh, created so many characters. So He impacted a whole bunch of generations of people yeah he was he was definitely not just a, a one generation and done he he spanned out you know over at least three four generations now he did spider-man he did what all did he do pretty much any of the Hulk. marvel yes any of the marvel uh marvel uh characters Iron Man, are gonna come guys. from stan lee yes 95 though that's 95. a long life, yeah. You can't. He was on his last leg. Ninety five, and you know, actually, what made me very happy was, you know, he had went to East Tennessee, and there is a <clears throat> county down there, Fulton County High School, uh, that one of the teachers uh, was actually pretty good friends with Stanley and met up with him, and um, Stanley actually made a special video for the children at Fulton County High School, but he was not allowed to play it until after he died. And it's just a shout-out to the kids, and uh, it was probably 19 seconds long. And they played it. And they played it, and I thought that was I thought that was pretty solid. It is. Um, you know, 95, you can't ask for a better life. No. That's a long life. When you get past 95, you're going to start to run into some problems. My grandmother, who I love dearly, she passed away at 96, and the last six years of her life was not the greatest. So you reach a point in, in life where when you reach a certain age— you, the quality of life, if it's not there, is, 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 is there a point, you know, to live? You know, I'm turning 31 this year, or next year, January 20th, I turned 31, and oh. it really, I, I tell you, it doesn't bother me as bad as 30 did. I'm serious. I'm okay with turning 31, but it it's, it's a reminder, like, once I'm 31, then I'm going to be 32, and then the next year, and when I, in a couple years, it's 35, and we're getting, then, we're getting older, Amber. You're turning 31, too. I will be 31 in June. Uh, oh, we're pretty much six months apart. Pretty much, yes. Pretty much six months apart. 31. Um, I don't know. You know, I feel like I blinked. You know, I feel like we had this conversation. You know, we blinked and we were 15. We blinked and we were 25. And we sneezed and we turned 30. And, you know, I don't feel like it should be... I don't feel like we should be having this conversation again because I feel like we just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, when we were discussing, you know, your Christmas party incident. You know, I feel like that was very recent for us. But in our reality, it was a year ago. Christmas party incident. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I know what you're saying. It, The blinking part, it's true. Like, I remember when we went back to Beaver Elementary and walking on that playground, I felt like that... Walking on that hallway, I felt like I was 
there as a student. Like we had never, like we hadn't left. We hadn't left, and then I was like, it's almost like you blink, and like here we are, thirty. We're gonna blink again, and thirty more years have passed. That means for sixty, and think about what all will happen in thirty years from now. There are so many things. Look at all of the things that have happened in one year. One year. One. Recap us sitting here, because I'm pretty sure we probably sat in this exact room a year ago. We could document a lot of it probably through archives of the podcast. We could. Yeah, just go back and listen to the last year's episodes. We could. And I don't know. I just it, It's terrifying, because I don't feel like I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish yet, and I don't feel like, I don't feel like I've seen all the seas, and I've not tasted all the tastes, and I've not feels all the feels. So I feel like I still have a lot of things... <laughs> That scared me to death. <laughs> the dog scared me to death. My dogs. I have corgis, unfortunately. So they, they attempt to be as calm as they can be. But anyways, I feel like things are moving too fast. Yeah. And I feel like that is one of the biggest complaints that you do see out of people who are older than us is things just move too fast. Have you ever seen that movie, This is 40? This is 40. Yeah. Is Leslie Mann, I think. Yeah. It's... A great movie. You should watch it. They have a problem. She does, especially, about turning 40. And she's talking to this really old lady, very, very wrinkled in the face. Your typical old lady. Like, imagine a old lady in a typical, like, lace dress, just old. And she's talking to Leslie Mann, and she says, Honey, when you blink, you're going to be my age. She says, and then the way she said it, and she she talked about, like, she said, and because she said when she... She's like, I remember when I was 40, then I blinked, and here I am. And then Leslie, man, it just hit her. You need to watch the movie. I will. I'll have to watch this. It's great. It's it's really, it would really be good for you to watch this, especially with your mentality right now. Well, it's not, I'm trying to have, you know, the, I guess the most positive outlook on it that I can have. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I've got to get older. You do. I mean, it's part of life. Just be thankful that you have reached a certain age, okay? you gotta, you got to be thankful that you have reached a certain age in life. A lot of people don't make it to this age. Exactly. A lot of people don't make it to this age. So, uh, a lot of movies have been out. Uh, have you seen any interesting movies? You know, I and I just want to do a side note. I called Banks four times on this day before I went to go watch this movie. You I did? Ca- yes, I did. I called you four times. Because I very much wanted him to go with me because I knew what I was getting myself into. I think I was at Wild Eggs. I'm pretty sure you were. Yes, and I was getting a French toast platter. You weren't getting a French toast platter. You were getting gravy and biscuits. I did. We already talked about Listen, that. guys, free sponsorship here for Wild Eggs. I will endorse the hell out of them. They're uh, good. The orange juice is amazing. Have you ever ate Wild Eggs? Yes. I've invited you to go to Wild Eggs, and you told me no. When? I don't know. Let's go. Okay. 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 Gravy biscuits. Uh, but I did watch a movie, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. That was its opening weekend. And I watched a wonderful new actor. Um, I guess he's not new. He's been out for a while. Um, Rami Malik took on the role of, uh, I'm going to try to say it, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, uh, Baroque Farrar. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. The gentleman that we all know as the front man of Queen. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was absolutely probably the best movie I have been to um, probably in this entire year. Yeah. Um, they done a lot of... 
it was so it was pretty much from the formation of the band in 70 uh, up until Live Aid uh, which was in 1985 which is still noted as being one of the best live performances uh, to date right and that was um, at Wembley Stadium and they went on and they done a 20 minute segment which is what everybody got and they upstaged everyone I'm talking songs from Hammer to Fall Radio Gaga and the one that everybody loves, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> uh, but the movie just kind of shows, um, you know, how this iconic band made some of their music. I mean, Banks, we love we love Queen. Mm-hmm. I feel like we listen to Queen a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of great Queen songs. I've come, I've introed this show a lot with Queen. Queen is, um, I feel like you either love them or you hate them. Right. And I don't feel like if I, I feel like if I hated them, I'd be missing out on beautiful music. People, when you say, do you like Queen, you never hear the words, they're all right. No, it's either, either like yeah or no. Oh yeah, it's either a yeah or it's a no. Yeah. Um, but no, Rami Malik, absolutely wonderful. Um, this man uh, literally spent an entire year being Freddie Mercury. He had to wear uh, false teeth for the movie. I'm not going to give any more about the movie out. Uh, go watch it. Yeah. Go watch. Don't it. spoil it for the rest of us. No, go watch it. Well, I'm on the world right now. Media versus Trump, and 2020 is going to be wild. I don't know who the Democrats are going to put in there. I don't know if you went out and voted last week. I, I hope you did. But I hope everybody, I hope my listeners went out and voted because I've done podcasts on this before, Amber. I've told them, I said, it is not your right. It is your duty it to go out and vote and make a difference. Even if you go in and you do a throwaway vote, it's up to you. You exercise that however you want it. But go out and vote. Go out and vote. And election day was here. Uh, it was, uh, I want to say, Interesting. I'm, it was. I'm very happy with the voter turnout. I've, um, I've complained a lot about voter turnout, and I've been disgusted with just the city sometimes about how nobody wants to come out. But I was excited that when I went to vote, that when I pulled into the uh, parking lot, it was packed. out the door. It's packed. Was that your experience? Um, you know, Rob on the world right now, media versus Trump, and 2020 is going to be wild. I don't know who the Democrats are going to put in there. I don't know if you went out and voted last week. I, I hope you did. But I hope everybody, I hope my listeners went out and voted because I've done podcasts on this before, Amber. I've told them, I said, it is not your right. It is your duty to go out and vote and make a difference. Even if you go in and you do a throwaway vote, it's up to you. You exercise that however you want it, but go out and vote. Go out and vote. And election day was here. Uh, it was. Uh, I want to say interesting. I'm, it was. I'm very happy with the voter turnout. It, I've um, I've complained a lot about voter turnout, and I've been disgusted with just the city sometimes about how nobody wants to come out. But I was excited that when I went to vote, that when I pulled into the uh, parking lot, it was packed. out the door. It's packed. Was that your experience? Um, you know, and it's so, ridiculous how long sometimes people take in there. I was the reason that I stood in line for so long. I mean, because I got there. Thank God I got there when I did. There was a lot of people in front of me, but the reason it took so long is because people take too long at the polls. And did you know that's actually against the law to stay? You can't stay there over two minutes. Is it two? It's two minutes. So what they need to do is, I think the people that work there to solve this problem. They need to hand out ballots to everyone that is voting, that's standing in line. And they need to hand out the ballots. They need to give them a pin, and you need to mark who you're voting for. That way, when you go to the machine, and everybody needs to go to the machines and get people hooked up, I think, and uh, type in their code for them. 
See, that part is not easily... We were there for 10 minutes, Amber. And it was ridiculous. Like, 10 minutes at the... at the uh, When we only had two set up. So, I, there, there was some pros and cons. I do think that they didn't expect or prepare for a voter turnout like no, this. No, we actually had additional machines. I want to say it was something like 30. We had to get more to call in. Yeah, I mean, we I, I saw machines. that. That was pretty cool. But they was not prepared. And I was disappointed in that. And the reason I think that we wasn't prepared is because... Jim Gray is on his way out. Oh, yeah. Jim, and Jim Gray's out. He's not focused on this election. He's not running for anything. No. So he didn't care. So I think he just ordered the same amount as the couple, last couple of years because he's like, this ain't going to be any different. But it was different. And I think the reason it was different is because of the congressional race between Andy Barr and uh, Amy McGrath. And it was an important race because with this controversy with Trump and Congress – in the Senate, it, it was important for somebody, whatever your party is, it was important for your party to win so they can, can take control of either the House or the Senate. Well, to make a long story short, the Republicans won the Senate, the Democrats won the House. Yep. Amy McGrath got beat. What do you think about Amy McGrath? Because I have some news for you after you tell me your opinion. Well, I'm just going to give my honest opinion. Um, I did not vote for Amy McGrath. Um, it is not that I, I think she run an okay campaign. I just, there were some of the mannerisms that came out of her. I just, I wasn't a fan of, um, so I actually did vote for Andy Barr. Um, and I would actually vote for Andy Barr again. Same. Same. I agree with you. But Amy McGrath lost. She spent over $14 million on her campaign. That is an astonishing amount of money to spend on like ads and commercials and stuff. Like you are putting out ads. But she started putting out ads a year ago. She was making appearances on Chelsea lately. She was putting stuff out on Netflix. She was all over YouTube. She was everywhere. But she raised that money. She, did, um, she didn't really spend that of her own money. I don't know how much she spent of her own money. But she raised that money. But Amy McGrath, she lost. And I don't know if you watched her... What do they call that? Her her uh, concession speech. Her concession. She really was uh, serious about not talking down on anybody, even if she won. Well, now it is highly rumored, highly rumored, like in the 90%, that she is running for governor of Kentucky. Ugh. So, um, Rocky Atkins declared uh, uh, this past week that he's running for governor. He is the state senator in uh, Moorhead. Oh. Yeah, and he's running for governor. But I don't know. I used to think that Matt Bevin didn't have a chance, but he may. He may. I, I don't. I hope to God he don't win. I just, no, I think that if it, when it comes time to vote, I think people are going to remember. Like, if he just would not have been, um, what do I want to call him, a, a tool bag, people probably would have voted for him. You know, I'll leave it at that. But, and the thing about it is, is the Republicans, I, I think he'll probably win the Republican Party, which means the Democrat is a for sure win, a shoe in to win the, yep. the uh, governor seat, which is kind of disappointing. But I don't know. I don't want Matt Bevin. He, he really was mean to my industry, higher education. Well, not only was he mean, you know, not only did you know, he disrespect 
um, you know, something that we all have to have, which is a formalized education, um, he disrespected the people who helped mold us. You know, we've seen a huge turnout from Knott County um, to do the protest. and All over the state. Well, pro- predominantly in our area, you know, because we are a impoverished area. And that's not only one of the only positions that you can have, but it's like you start getting some of these people, like, you know, the teachers that we have pulling out of, you know, these counties, and we're not going to have anything. What are you going to do, bust the kids an hour and a half, you know, to get them to a school because nobody wants to live in Beaver and yeah. everybody moves to Pikeville? Yeah. You know, and I and and that that directly comes from I watched kind of a you know a bantering back and forth between you know some people that we graduated with that are teachers back home you know and that was one of their you know arguing points. Yeah, it it was it was huge. And Bevan really, that's one thing you don't want to do when you get into politics. Don't piss off teachers. Don't dip don't into education. Don't piss off big big majority groups just just shy away from those no i think i always said this if you got to take money out of something out of all the departments the last one you want to take it out of is education take it out of transportation well now it wasn't necessarily all bevan we have to remember that you know brashear governor brashear did not you know the what what was made between you know the the state and the teacher's retirement was that you know, the teachers automatically have to put in 10%. Automatically, it's gone. And the state's going to give you so much of that back. Well, Governor Brashear did not allocate any money to go into that. So, I mean, this was going to happen to somebody. I wish it would not have been Bevan because I don't think he understood exactly how to handle um, being, you know, cornered or questioned, you know, interrogated heavily over, hey, why did this happen? When it's, in all reality, you know, under Governor Brashear, teachers were not given at all raises. Yeah. Uh, and if you got a raise, it was not that much. Right. But, you know, when we had, who was our governor before? I'm drawing a blank. Paul Patton? No, Ernie Fletcher. Uh, you, I don't know if it was Ernie Fletcher or not. Anyways, you know. The, no, Ernie Fletcher was mean to education, too. They had a strike. That was the last strike. That, that was the biggest raise that teacher salaries had received because of that yeah so they tried to get that which bevan didn't back down and bevan has really turned into a heel who's embraced the role he's grown out a beard the beard kind of suits him it's crazy he still looks like a thumb but okay a what a thumb a thumb yeah what do you mean uh he looks like a thumb head okay okay (laughs) and um but yeah so it's going to be interesting i think that the Republicans need to put somebody in there to run against him that could win, and I don't know who that could be. I don't either right now. I don't either, and it's coming up. It's the next. It's the next big race. It's the governor's. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. What... Uh, we've got some interest. It's been a lot. Been a lot of crazy stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. I'm Adam Banks. Thank you, Amber, for being on the show. This has been Off the Cuff, everybody. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>